Welcome to the Dream Big Girl podcast. I'm your host, Mary Henderson, author of the Dream Big Girl devotional. We're going to take my 40-day devotional one day at a time each week and dive deeper into each day's challenges and talking points. So join me as we begin to dream those big, audacious dreams again together. Are you ready to dream again? Let's go. Welcome back, dreamers. We are on day 23, and we're going to talk about a topic that I think is very, very important for us as women. We're going to be talking about finding contentment, what God says about it, what some of the heroes of the faith say about it. And I've got an incredibly special guest that I'm going to introduce to you in just a moment. But as always, I want to start with the word. Hebrews 13 and 5 says, don't love money. Don't be satisfied with what you have. No, I'm sorry. I should say be satisfied with what you have. Forgive me for that. Wow, that was a slip. For God God has said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. And so we're going to talk some more about that. And hopefully I'll get that right as we go on. You guys know me. I'm I'm very open and and I'm not perfect. So we're going to roll with this. But I have an incredibly special guest. Uh, She and I met at a ladies conference last year. And then I was at the privilege of coming and speaking to her beautiful ladies at her church. Marcia Clark is a pastor, an educator, and a speaker. Dr. Clark is a licensed minister in the Church of God, uh, Cleveland, Tennessee. And she serves as pastor for spiritual formation and discipleship at New Beginnings Church in Simi Valley, California. Shout out to Simi Valley. I've been there. Like I said, it's lovely. And I'll say it now in case I forget later. You're looking for a church in that area. This is the place to be. New Beginnings Church. And she's a member of the Church of God, California, Nevada State Ministerial Development Committee. Which means, all of that means, she is very, very busy. (laughs) Very, very wonderful. She is a Bible nerd. Um, She loves biblical insights and revelation excites her. She's wife to Clifton and mom to her children, Joel. His wife is Ariel Joy. And their beautiful daughter, Jessica. And Marcia believes that among God's best gifts... (laughs) I love this are those who carry the anointing of baking. Can I get an amen? Amen. (laughs) You can follow her on Instagram, uh, Marcia F. Clark and Facebook, Marcia Clark, PhD. All of that to say, hello, beautiful lady. How are you doing today? Oh, it takes beautiful to know beautiful girl. I love you. I love the, I love, love, love. I could just listen to you all day long. You're, you've not only got a beautiful accent, you have a beautiful way of speaking to women that just speaks to my heart. So welcome to the program. Thank you so much, Mary. Thank you so much for having me. It's a privilege and a joy. Thank you so much. So we're going to dive into this because there's so much that Marcy and I want to share with you uh, ladies today, with you dreamers. And I want to pull something from the uh, from day 23's uh, devotional page. And I have to say, when I was reading over this in preparation, I was like, what in the world am I talking about? This was actually written quite a long time ago when I was doing a lot of the um, 
runs to school and different things like that. I was talking about uh, Brooklyn finding the perfect princess outfit. Things have changed now. They're much older and they're, you know, they're, they're picking out their own clothes. But, but one of the things that I was talking about is that, you know, when we get into these day-to-day -day routines, discontentment really can kind of slip in. Do you agree with that, Marcia? I totally, totally do. And the, that word that you use, routine, is part of how discontentment can get in if you don't make your routine the right routine. That's we so have to speak how we begin our routine is key. How we bring ourselves to our routine is key. And so I'm sure you've woken up in the morning and it just is a fog. It's just mm -hmm. a mess. And you haven't even put your feet on the floor yet, right? Yes, right. It's so true. It's so true. And you can lie there and be thinking of all sorts of things and, and you get up and it's already a bad state of affairs. But if we can begin to, as the scripture says, take control of our thoughts yes. at the beginning, you know, bring them, bring it back in. Come on, roll it back right on it. Exactly. The routine. The routine can begin positively rather than uh, in that fog that can can sometimes take over. Especially when we've got so much things to do. It's so true. It's so true. And I am guilty of it. You know, um, I will grab my phone and I will either start checking emails or, you know, flitting through uh, social media. And I have, <laughs> you know, I have really come to understand that just as you're saying our the beginning of our day is so incredibly important if we put that aside because those are going to get taken care of you know exactly. those will get taken care of and and you know emails and communication and the to-do list they're all important we understand that and we're all all the women listening are in different stages of their lives you know you may not have time to 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 check on email because you've got a, a three-year-old crawling on top of you wanting cereal you know it's it's <laughs> It depends on what cycle you're in in your life. But what is so important is even in that just few seconds before your feet hit the ground, as you say, you just say a prayer, Father, just be with me today. Just right. Just bring me peace as I walk through whatever I'm going to face. Exactly. And um, I think that's a very great point as well. Can I just add to that? You know, you talk about social media, you talk about emails. Um, part of our routine that I've learned is not having my phone beside me. That's I mean, it's so very good. practically. Don't plug it in beside me. I, I, I have the alarm goes off and I have to get actually get up out of bed to go and turn it off rather than put my arm out. And I intentionally do not check emails and messages first thing because to do that I have to get out of bed put my feet on the floor and walk across to get the phone <laughs> that's so good <laughs> and, but first thing in the morning is I try is to take control of my mind mm. rather than allowing my emails social media um, my messages to con take control of my mind and that's what happens first thing in the morning the yes. first thing we look at is what takes control of us and how many times we're woken up to an email oh, I need to do this or, and that email is what directs your day yes but just practically uh, it's, it's good um, phone hygiene just yeah. to plug it in 
just a, a feet or two feet away so that you actually have to get up out of bed. But intentionally say, okay, this for this first moment, I'm going to can take take control of this day. And then after I've got out of bed, I'll let the email or the message or the social media take the rest of the day. But in this moment, I'm doing this for me. I'm going to breathe. I'm going to thank God for the day. And then I'll get up and, and do whatever right. I need. I love that. That's such a great, I'm going to do that tonight. That's such a great, that's such a great idea. I really, really love that. I have my bedside table, you yeah. know, very intentional. There's my sure. books, my, my Bible, my highlighter so that I could grab it. But yeah, I grab the phone first because it's right yeah. next to me. I love that. Yeah. Idea. yeah. Yeah. And actually that kind of brings us to what I was speaking about in the, um, in the devotional is social media. You know, uh, there's this great saying uh, I've heard Danny say, I don't know. I'll give him credit for it because he's mine, but (laughs) he came up with it, but he said, um, don't, um, compare your life to everyone else's highlight reels. And this is so key for us as women, right? I mean, we see, and what we talked about is, you know, there isn't enough time. There's not enough money. There's not enough opportunities, not enough, enough motivation. And in the devotional, I, I wrote, well, if I had Lucy's money or if I had Jane's slim body, I'd be so much happier. But we miss the fact that Lucy has learned the value of a budget and Jane makes her health a priority and her slim body is a wonderful byproduct. Absolutely. But do we not look at the wonderful things that we have. One of the, one of the things that I've heard through the years, and I've I've done it in the past. I I haven't done it in a while. I have to say, is keeping a journal. I journal all the time, but my journal is usually with my Bible. But keep it next to you, so, you know, one of the first things you do in the morning is write down something that you're grateful for, or do it at night before you go to bed, right. and it just changes that whole attitude about Absolutely. comparison. Absolutely. Absolutely. Comparison breeds discontentment. It, it's, yes, it's, it it's, 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 it's first cousin. I mean, it's right there. Once you start comparing, then suddenly you're discontent about your life. Um, Absolutely. Another, another example is this person gets to be a stay at home mom, but I dream about going into the business world, dressing up and you know, uh, having a, 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 a coffee in the morning, you know, whatever it is, while that person gets to go on awesome vacations, but we don't see the sacrifice that those people have to make. And so I want to give you a, a chance to really speak to our listeners about maybe some instances in your life where you have felt that or how you have combated that, because what we really want to do here is to give our um, our listeners some practical ways to walk out how to be content and fight this, this discontentment in our life. Well, thanks so much for that great question. And again, thank you for your great devotional that allows us to reflect on what is very real for many of us, not just as women, but as people, but specifically for us as women, because we have to manage so many 
different things in our life, whether it be home and children, home and work, um, work and uh, non-profit. We manage so many, many things. And you're right, we never feel, or many of us never feel that we're quite where we want to be. We're always striving for the next thing we're striving for the better thing um uh, but paul gives us a great insight in his letter to the philippians and philippians 4 verse 11 uh, he says i um i have learned for i've learned to be content whatever the circumstances yes i know what it is to be in great need and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this mm. through him that gives me strength. So much there, isn't it? I so, love those verses. Absolutely. And I love the way that the, I think it's the N NIV puts it, I've learned the secret. Yes. So it's not, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it, it's not a secret. You know what I mean? The secret is that I can do everything through Christ. And for those of us who are just following the Lord, uh, or, or new baby Christians, new Christians, learning that secret is key to contentment. For those of us who have been in the Lord for a long time, learning that secret yes. is to contentment. Yes. Reminding because, ourselves. Yes. Remind, exactly, because contentment isn't what happens outside of you. Contentment is what happens within you. So That's that whether so I'm well-fed, whether I have the job I want, whether I have the children, the, the perfect children who are doing all the things I really want them to do, yes. whether I <laughs> right. was in college, whether my grades are up or down, mm. the contentment is not the grades, the contentment is not the children, the con contentment is knowing that we have that dynamo inside of us. We have that strength inside of us, which is Jesus. But how does that, what does that look like practically? Yes. Mm -hmm. We are, I, I, I recognize, we use the word season. Mm -hmm. There are seasons that we're going through stuff. Paul says, there's times when I've been hungry. Correct. How many times, times of difficulty that we go through. And and Ecclesiastes says that to every every time there is a season. That's right. And we have to recognize that even when things aren't going the way that we would want them to be, and we feel bad about them, mm -hmm. that it's a season. Yes. And it will pass. Yes. Can you just keep on going, keep on believing that God has got it, that God, I may not have got it, but God's got it. You know, right. I may be falling apart at the scene. Right. It's not, it's not about trusting in myself. It's trusting in the God that yeah. gives us strength, trusting yeah. in that the fact that this season will come to an end. That's you so talked good. earlier about um comparisons mm -hmm. 
And our friends, our relatives are not the standard. Oh, that's good. That's so They good. don't give oh, us the standard for what is good and what, because guess what? My Bible tells me that um, God will give us exceedingly and abundantly above that which we're able to ask or mm. even think. Yes. Can we make God the standard? Can we say, okay, God, what is it that you got for me? Mm. What is it that you've got for me? I was a, a missionary in Ghana. And I, well, before we went to Ghana, I was doing exceptionally well. And I'm not saying this to brag. I'm saying this to, for comparison. Mm -hmm. um, I was still in my 30s. We'd already bought my ha our first house, a four-bedroom house mm -hmm. in England. All right. Um, my children were in private school. I had a fabulous car. My husband had a fabulous car. We had we were doing well in our jobs. And I had plans to be get involved in local government. Wow. We had peaked early. Many people had told us we peaked early. <laughs> <laughs> that which people have waited. It was a season of much. Again, <laughs> we had got. And, you know, really some people think, well, where is there to go next? Mm. And my husband came home one day and said, I believe the Lord is calling us to, to Ghana, to mm. Africa, to go and serve as missionaries. I looked at him with such a side eye. <laughs> oh, God's going to have to come down with some ID for that one. <laughs> Because I was in my field of dreams. Yes. I had everything that I thought would make me content. Mm. When eventually I gave up, mm. I mean, there was tears. It's a long story. There was tears with the Lord. I don't want to do this. I'm happy where I am. But the Lord brought me to Ghana. Mm. And it I said to the Lord, in through tears, I'm only going to stay two years. I'm not going to stay for any longer than two years. I ended up staying for 10 years wow and in that time my house in I was I managed to still keep my house in England and it was every month there was money to pay off for it but I also managed we also managed to buy a house in Ghana wow a beautiful beautiful house we managed to that in Ghana was the first time that our supporters said, you need a car. And they gave us a brand wow. new car. The wow. car that I bought in England, it was, it, it was used. You know, it was a very nice used car, but it was still used. <laughs> right. I've had we, those. <laughs> in Ghana, our supporters gave us money to drive a brand new truck off the lot wow there was there was one point in, in in when we were there that um the preacher said uh can you believe god to sow a seed mm. and i don't believe too much in god gives us according to the 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 the, mm. the um the, the, the largeness of our seed, the, the size of it. I'm not that person. Mm -hmm. But in my heart, it was something the Holy Spirit said, do you believe God? Do you, do you believe? And I gave this amount of money mm -hmm. in this service. I tell you the truth, Mary. When I got home, 
there was a car, somebody had bought a car and had brought it to my house for me. Oh my God. So we had a brand new truck and we had a car for me. That's so wild. Look it at is, God. <laughs> and I'm not talking about in America. I'm talking about in the midst of doing mission work, yeah. working with women, working with children. We, we saw we saw some abject poverty where people had nothing. Yeah. In the midst of all that, yeah. God was blessing us. Wow. Wow. And what I, I realized from that time and what I'd like to encourage our listeners is that your, your standard is not your parents, your sister, your relatives, your friend. Your standard is God. I want to encourage that in the, in, before you go to bed, and you talked about it in the morning, but before you go to bed at night, rather than considering you know, what do I not have? What do I need? Rather consider what is it that the Holy Spirit has given you to do? Yeah. How did the did you how did you um, connect with the Holy Spirit today? Mm. Mm. How did you connect with the Holy Spirit today? Yeah. What did you miss today? Mm-hmm. And how might you make up? and be better tomorrow and pray that prayer and leave that to God. Yeah. I take seriously the scripture that says, seek first the kingdom of God. Holy Spirit, where did I see you and work for you today? Right, right. And all other things will be added to you. Where did I miss you today? Mm. Help, forgive me where I missed you today and help me tomorrow. So to good. be aware of your presence, to be aware of your leading for my life. Yeah. If that becomes our standard, if we use that to evaluate our day, our year, mm. we realize that our focus is off our friends, off even social media, you know, right, right. Compar- comparing ourselves to these perfect images that are right. but our standard is God and what the Holy Spirit is calling you and me to do. That's, have I missed God? Right. That's where the standard should be. Right. And if we make that our standard, I know if the scripture, if I believe scripture, everything else will be given to us. Yes. And we will be blown away. Our friends will be blown away. Because you focus on God, the God who is the giver of all good things. Of all good things. It's so, so very true. I am slowly rereading a book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And it's this really great book from a a pastor that talks about, you know, especially women in um, young childbearing years, you know, you've got little ones and we talk about it in the devotion in the devotional some, you never feel like there's enough time. And so that's part of the comparison. That's part of the discontentment. This ties in with what you're saying. We all have the same 24 hours, but when you start breaking down the time that you've really wasted on the things that, you know, and I want to be very clear here, 
God does not say, hey, listen, you know, no social media, no Netflix, no, there's a place in our lives for us to decompress, but we are all guilty of going down that rabbit hole and realizing, oh my goodness, I just binged watch 14 hours (laughs) of some show or, or, you know, I've just been on social media for two or three hours. It's, it's designed that way. It's designed that way. And so we need to understand that it's a bit of a trap. And so if we could be uh, very diligent about the time that we give to those things, there isn't anything inherently wrong with it. Absolutely. Um, But we do have a lot of time if we realize where we're wasting. And so when we ask the question that you're asking, that is so profound, where did I miss you, God? Where can I replace some of the time that is kind of taken me down this rabbit hole each day up to the things of God, you know, what would you want me to do? There was a time in my life where I was having these incredible communications with God. And he would say, every time you walk into an establishment, ask me, where should I go? What should I do? Who should I talk to? And I'm telling you, it blew me away. The opportunities that God gave me to just speak a kind word to someone or in, in Utila, this last trip, um, you know, I, I went to purchase things at different businesses there on the Island. Cause I, I wanted to support the local businesses and, um, women, men and women actually, but mostly women would say, I know who you are. And I, I want to find out if, if you can help me with this situation, I prayed with more women on the street in businesses, in homes than I ever did inside of the, the, the four walls of a church. And it's because I tried to keep that, just what you're saying, God, I don't want to miss you. We're not going to be perfect. We're going to miss God a lot of the times we have to be very clear about that, but we don't have to, we don't have to miss him. We can make that a a priority in our life. And you know what? We're going to realize that the vacations that we see other people taking and the clothes that we see other people wearing, those things are temporal. They, they don't, they're, they're, they're not going to amount to anything. When you get to pray with someone who's ready to give up, seriously, there's nothing better than that. There's, that there's no way right, putting right. a price on something like that. So. Absolutely. I, and, and I know that how God uses us how God uses you, Mary, is going to be different to the way that he uses me. Yes. That's and so how God uses this, the young, the mother of the young children is going to be different to the way that he uses an older woman who yes. has um, in her senior years. Yes. And it comes again to whatever situation, season I find myself in, I make myself content because God has given you the young children mm-hmm. that's your faithful step mm-hmm. God he has given them to you not to anybody else God has trusted you with those children where have you missed God or where have you seen the Holy Spirit in those children in your looking after those children and some and, and as you you say we get frustrated this is only for a season. You yes. and I know they grow up so quickly so and, you quickly. Look back and you think, oh, I should have spent more time. I should have been, I should have done this. I should have done that. 
be in the moment with those children, be intentional. What is the Holy Spirit saying? What is God saying in your in your time with those children? Um, you're you are creating memories yes. for those children that when they're in their teenage teenage, when they're in their twenties, do you remember when mom did? Do you remember when <laughs> mom said? Do you remember when mom took us? Yeah. Create. And it's hard to see it in when they're young, but you are. That's what we're doing. We're creating memories. And for those women who are older, they they have a, a role to play for the younger women. Just going up and saying, "You look so beautiful." Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, as a young yes. mom, hearing somebody come up to you and say, "Oh, you're looking. Oh, you're doing such a great job with those yes. kids." It yes. it makes such a difference to people's lives so that in um, spirit of encouragement yes so in that that's your role holy spirit where did i see you today i saw you in my encouragement of a young mom i saw my you you in encouragement of a college uh teen or or a a college goer or a teen or a high schooler and so every morning every evening do that evaluation. Where did I connect with God and where did I miss him? And how can I do that better to the next day? That's so good. It's so good. And it's so incredibly true that sometimes we think, you know, we, you and I have had the opportunities to be on stages and, you know, I remember being a very young, I got, um, well, I did get married early, but I also got saved very early. I got well, I got saved at 16. And uh, I remember, you know, listening to great women of the faith that would come through our church, or if we went to a women's conference, and just in absolute awe. And when I've had the opportunities to, you know, either speak behind a pulpit or, or, or on a stage or so forth, I'm, I'm blown away. It's like, how did I get from the seat up here? But it's a, it's a daily process of surrender and opening up your heart to, to, you know, what God has for you. And I remember thinking as a woman, as a young woman and a young Christian sitting at my seat, I could never do that. Or I want that. I wish it. And you know what? You may never step in front of a pulpit and you may never step on, 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 on a stage, but what is the stage of your life? What is the pulpit of your life? Exactly what you're saying you're speaking into the lives of your children. If you're a teacher, you're speaking into the lives of your students. If you're a college age student, you're speaking into the lives of your friends. We're all leaders. We're all leaders. Uh, It it may look different and each season may look different for us. As a 16-year-old, just with my mouth open in awe of these great women of God, I still don't understand how I get in front of a pulpit or behind a pulpit, <laughs> I should say. I still don't understand that whole process, but I take it as an opportunity to speak life into women's hearts. And um, that's a process. That's a process that happens. God will take you from wherever you are and keep promoting you. And again, it may not be what you think it should be, but it is so incredibly important the place that you are in your life. And as you grow, and as those seasons grow, those opportunities are going to grow. And uh, I I love that you spoke that because that's so very important seasons. 
it's what we're walking through, the challenges we're walking through, the shortcomings, the I wish I had, I wish I didn't, I wish, 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 they're for a season. They're not forever. They're really Exactly. And, you know, I am grateful to you for just the impact that you're having on my life and on women all over the globe that in your season, you have flourished when others would have sort of just given up and just lay down. You've allowed this season to to enrich you and also enrich the lives of so many through your devotional, through this great podcast. So I I am thanking you. And it it speaks to that, that um, even in the midst of darkness, God can be at work when we think about how seeds go into darkness and and then germination takes place while in that place of darkness life is being formed in that place of darkness and you we would never think you would have never thought that this was way (laughs) no (laughs) no no not at all I could have never seen what God was capable of doing with a surrendered heart. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And as you say, a surrendered heart looks different for everyone. Um, I, I, we, I was at conference on Saturday and then there's one, one woman who was anointed to bake. I mean, this woman was so anointed. Chocolate <laughs> chip cookies. Did you oh, save me, I any? <laughs> I the anointing. I just have to be very, very zealous. <laughs> it was that good. No, you get none. <laughs> her gifting, she bakes cookies with scripture references um, and she bakes them particularly for those people who are ill, um, those people who need encouragement and she sends the cookies free. You only pay for shipping. Wow. She's beautiful ministry. As her, she's, I don't think she's going to go up on the pulpit, but (laughs) her ministry is to encourage people with the anointing of baking. Look at lemon sugar cookies. Oh my goodness. (laughs) But, but the, she sees her ministry. She said, I don't want you to pay me for the cookies. Um, that's my ministry pay for the shipping, and I'll send it anywhere in the nation. Wow. And encouragement for your relatives, for your friends, or whatever. And so it's realizing, and, and that, Mary, came out of her losing her business. Could you believe? Yes, she yes. lost her baking business. And yeah. that came out of that, where now she bakes for free and just you pay for shipping i mean that's how god can use seasons of um discontent yes that we can just keep our eyes that he is our strength that i can do all things through christ because businesses come and go um friends come and go even our children you know they're very close to us one minute and then sometimes things just happen in our relationships but it's about you recognizing who and where your strength comes from about us, me recognizing where my strength comes from in this particular season. And it's just a season. It's just a season. It's just a season. I love that. I absolutely love that. 
And I, we talk about it um, in the devotional, whatever season of life you find yourself in right now, just know that God can show you how to enjoy it. Like we've been saying. Wow, and yes. learning from it. Yes. And uh, he has designed it. And I think this is so important because Psalm 139 says that he has our whole life written in his book. Yes. So he has designed your life because he knows the next steps of your life. And that's very true in mine. I could not have imagined anything good coming out of losing Bud. And I have been happily surprised at what he has uh, designed my life to be in this next season. Um, he will use the seasons to make you the incredible person that yes. you deserve to be. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. as we come to a close today, uh, our questions in our devotional that we like to really put out there because it's important for us. I can read through a devotional and say, oh, that really spoke to me or listen to a podcast. But if I don't ask those questions and sort of prompt those things in my own life, I, it's hard for me to apply it. And so sure. our questions today are, are you facing a season of discontentment and you don't know how to change it? So I really believe that uh, Marcia has given us some great ways and practical tips on how to do that. What does God's word say about being content? We've, we've given uh, several of them here today. And how can you apply that truth to your life? And it begins simply with moving your phone away from your bedside table, getting up and spending a few moments with God. You know, we always think that it has to be something huge and life-changing. Right. Like, you know exactly. what I'm saying? It, it's the yeah. same way with exercise. I have, this has been an ongoing battle. I blame Danny because I gained 60 pounds when I got pregnant with him <laughs> when he was 12 and I was still 50 pounds overweight. I'm like, it's your fault. And he's like, mom, I'm 12. So I couldn't use it as an excuse anymore. But what I realized was after yo-yo dieting, you know, it's, it's the same principle, even in something as simple as health. Just yeah. make small changes that Just are, small changes. add up over exactly. time. Exactly. Okay. exactly. So how do you apply the truth of God to your life? And it's, again, those small things, you sure. know, um, reducing the time that you're spending on the things that tend to kind of pull a lot of time from your day. Yes. yes. And our declaration for today, I was telling her how much I love these because this was so important when I wrote this. God was very specific. Because we want to end each day of the devotional, each day of our lives, each day with the podcast with something that is going to uh, feed our soul going forward. My sister always taught me that. And she came to visit a hundred times after I lost Bud. And every time she left, I'd come back from the airport and she had put post-it notes all um, over my office and my bathroom and my bedroom of scripture. And so... These are the declarations. When worry tries to steal my joy and causes me to find fault in where I am, I will remember that Jesus never fails me. He will give me all that I need in his time and for his purpose. Amen. Marcia, Amen. thank you so much for being with my girl tribe today, for speaking into their lives for uh, giving them something to hold on to in these seasons of life. My absolute pleasure. Thank you for the honor. 
Thank you so much. And again, if you want to know anything more about uh, Dr. Marcia's um, ministry, New Beginnings Church in Simi Valley, California, you can easily find all, all of that. I will have it also in the uh, program description. Many, many blessings to you, to your family, to your beautiful church, uh, to your husband and children, to them all for everything that you are doing for the kingdom. Thank you for being my friend. Oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Appreciate love you so much. Well, thank listeners, you. I hope that this has blessed you as much as it has blessed me. And I pray that uh, you have been able to find something that you can hold on to in these uh, challenging times. I will see you next week for day 24. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. And I can't wait to hear from you. Thank you for joining me today on the podcast. I hope that you have been inspired, that you feel challenged and blessed. If you'd like to know any more information about my devotional or check out my blog, go to my website at www.dreambiggirl.co. Keep dreaming.